Katie Fingless was coming to the end of a tiring day in the salon. Anything bad that could happen had happened. A woman had not told them about an allergy and had come out with lumps and a rash on her forehead. A bride's mother had thrown a tantrum and said that she looked like a laughing stock. A man who had wanted streaks of blonde in his hair became apoplectic when, halfway through the process, he had inquired what they would cost. Katie's husband, Gary, had placed both his hands innocently on the shoulders of a 60-year-old female client who had then told him that she was going to sue him for sexual harassment and assault. Katie looked now at the man standing opposite her, a big priest with sandy hair mixed with grey. You're Katie Fingless, and I gather you run this establishment, the priest said, looking around the innocent salon nervously as if it were a high-class brothel. That's right, father, Katie said with a sigh. What could be happening now? It's just that I was talking to some of the girls who work here, down at the centre on the quays, you know, and they were telling me. Katie felt very tired. She employed a couple of high school dropouts. She paid them properly, trained them. What could they have been complaining about to a priest? Yes, father. What exactly is the problem? She asked. Well... It is a bit of a problem. I thought I should come to you directly, as it were. He seemed a little awkward. Very right, father, Katie said. So tell me what it is. It's this woman, Stella Dixon. She's in hospital, you see. Hospital? Katie's head reeled. What could this involve? Someone who had inhaled the peroxide? I'm sorry to hear that, she tried for a level voice. Yes, but she wants a hairdo. You mean she trusts us again? Sometimes life was extraordinary. No, I don't think she was ever here before. He looked bewildered. And your interest in all this, father... I am Brian Flynn, and I am acting chaplain at St. Bridget's Hospital at the moment, while the real chaplain is in Rome on a pilgrimage. Apart from being asked to bring in cigarettes and drink for the patients, this is the only serious request I've had. You want me to go and do someone's hair in hospital? She's seriously ill. She's dying. I thought she needed a senior person to talk to. Not, of course, that you look very senior. You're only a girl yourself, the priest said. God, weren't you a sad loss to the women of Ireland when you went for the priesthood, Katie said. Give me her details and I'll bring my magic bag of tricks in to see her. Thank you so much. I have it all written out here. Father Flynn handed her a note. A middle-aged woman approached the desk. She had glasses on the tip of her nose and an anxious expression. I gather you teach people the tricks of hairdressing, she said. Yes, or more the art of hairdressing, as we like to call it, Katie said. I have a cousin coming home from America for a few weeks. She mentioned that in America... 
there are places where you could get your hair done for near to nothing cost if you were letting people practice on you. Well, we do have a students' night on Tuesdays. People bring in their own towels and we give them a style. They usually contribute five euros to a charity. Tonight is Tuesday, the woman cried triumphantly. So it is, Katie said through gritted teeth. So, could I book myself in? I'm Josie Lynch. Great, Mrs. Lynch. See you after seven o'clock, Katie said, writing down the name. Her eyes met the priest's. There was sympathy and understanding there. It wasn't all champagne and glitter running your own hairdressing salon.